morning we're going to talk about timing. Um, and this applies to a lot of things, but timing is everything. When you think about a good joke, for instance, when you're in a bad place and you're just frustrated and somebody tells you something funny, I mean, it can just lift your heart and just part the clouds and you're just so grateful for that person. At the same time, a joke told at the wrong time can be highly offensive. Timing is everything. Well, this morning what I want to talk about in regards to timing is worry. I want to talk about worry. The Bible talks a lot about worry and how to overcome that. And many of you probably know that, but how do we do that? Well, one of the things that I think the Lord wants to bring out this morning that, that we can all find ourselves doing is we start thinking about things at the wrong time. Instead of thinking about what's in front of us and where the Lord has us and what He wants us to do right now, instead, we're thinking about that up there that we know nothing about. And because we know nothing about it, it sparks fear in us. And so that fear produces a desire to control. Well, how are we going to control it? Well, we're going to think through every scenario that could possibly happen, and we're going to prepare for it, and we're going to make sure that our life goes this way. How has that worked out for you? It's worked out terrible for me. Here's what it does. First of all, I'm not able to do what God has called me to in the moment because I'm thinking about tomorrow. Number, that's number one. Number two, when I actually walk into a scenario that I've replayed, or I've not replayed, that, that, that I've played in my head a hundred times, you know what I do every time? Instead of living in the moment, I like overreact to something because I'm looking for something bad to happen. And if you say something or suggest something that even reminds me of the bad thing that I thought, boom, I'm there. Even though it's not even really happening, I'm just imagining it. So one of the things that God points out to us that will bring us freedom is to simply live in the moment by trusting him. It's about trusting Him. Now, if you are not walking with Him, by all means worry. I mean, you're in trouble. Because you're out there on your own. You need the Lord. I need the Lord. And I have the Lord. I've accepted the Lord. But when I wake up in the morning and I just start going... And I start, you know, trying to think through everything that could happen and so on and, and trying to control. What I'm doing is, is I'm saying, no, thank you, Lord, I got this. And that always ends badly. I want to look to the word here. In Matthew chapter 6, there's a whole section that, that Jesus teaches about that really talks about not focusing on the here and now and trusting the Lord for our provisions and um, just knowing that He loves us and that He's going to provide. And then at the very bottom, the last verse of that chapter, in talking about this worry, He says this. He says, So don't worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. So, notice this. God doesn't say, you're not going to face trouble. 
You're my child and I've taken it all away. No, no, no. You are going to face trouble. Here's the deal. Today has enough. So right now, right now, you might be tempted to start thinking about Wednesday and what's going to happen Wednesday and what you're going to do about it and all the bad things. And as you're thinking about that right now, you're going to miss out on some things that the Lord wants to share with you right now. But we can combat that. Scripture talks about taking every thought captive. Just catching ourselves. Because it, it, it happens and we don't notice it. But you know what? Eventually I notice it. I noticed it because I'm, I'm distracted. I'm, I'm irritated. Uh, I, I'm, you know, I, I'm, I'm getting mad and there, there's no reason to. And what the Lord shows me over and over is that oftentimes it's because I'm thinking about something far off instead of living in the here and the now. Do you see what the enemy does there? Do you see how he takes away the joy? I mean, if you go back to the Garden of Eden, for instance, Adam and Eve, they've got it made. God has given them everything. He's taking care of any, everything. How does the enemy take it away? He actually doesn't have the power to. The enemy doesn't have the power, if you are a follower of Jesus, to come in and take your joy away. So how does he do it? He gets you to lay it down. How did he do it with Adam and Eve? He came in and he said, well, uh, you don't have all the knowledge that you need to. And I have a way for you to get that knowledge. And if you get that knowledge, you're going to be able to control things. Well, who cares? Why should they want to control things? They're living in paradise. They're living in the Garden of Eden. Why would they want to try and control it? it it's ridiculousness. We fall for the same thing. God is in control of your life, and He will lead you if you let Him. Now, He's in control, period, whether you like it or not. But if you trust in Him and you follow His paths, He's going to bless you in ways that you otherwise wouldn't experience. And so, part of what the Lord wants to do here is to help us recognize when the enemy is coming in and he's trying to, to take things away from us. Okay, let's go for some examples. For instance, you know, we talk a lot about the last few years and how they've been trying and so on. And they, they were trying. But you know what? They, for me, were way more trying than they had to be at times because I would let the enemy play with my mind. Instead of just living out what was going on around me, you know what I started doing? I started imagining terrible scenarios. Well, what's going to happen if somebody does this or does that? I need a game plan. I need to know what I'm going to do to combat this. And I'd go through all these scenarios, and then guess what? None of them happened. Not, you're never going to believe this. God provided for me each and every day. Were there trials? There were. But you know what? Every time there was a trial, God gave me the grace. And, and, when, like, he, and, and when I wasn't given the grace for something, it didn't happen. <laughs> like every day He would provide for that. Let me give you another example where I, I really think the enemy was trying to take me out of things that God has called me to. So I like to defend 
It's just in my heart, I, I love to defend. But for any of you who had a, a TV or a phone or, or whatever, you saw that there was a, a lot of negativity being given for people in a certain profession that like to defend. And so all of a sudden, the enemy started bringing in all these scenarios in my mind. Well, what if this happens? You know, that you could, that could, you could end up in jail trying to help people. And your, your, your wife doesn't have a husband anymore. Your kids don't have a, a father. You need to quit. You need to stop helping people. you got to think about yourself. Do you see what happened there? The enemy was trying to get me to back away and not help people because of the bad things that could happen. Here's what it comes down to. Here's what you've got to ask yourself with everything. Has God called you to it? That's the question. Do you have all the answers? That's not the question. The question is, has God called you to it? If he's called you to it, he's going to give you the grace to get through it. Now, does that mean something bad's not going to happen? No. <laughs> Look at the disciples. They went to prison. <laughs> but God gave them the grace through it. And God worked through it every time. So I've got to trust. Uh, uh, maybe I am going to end up in some place bad. But every time, God has given me the grace. I know I've talked about this before. But I, I can remember when George and I were in Nigeria... And I, I just, you know, I know some of you are like, oh, I wish I lived in Florida. I love the heat. I would go to Montana. Okay, give me the cold. I can always get warmer. I don't like the heat because you can't get away from it. So we're in Nigeria. It's over 100 degrees. And guess what? The electricity uh, doesn't work more than it works. So you don't find air conditioning. Now, every day, thank the Lord. We got to get in this vehicle and drive somewhere, and we had the air conditioning on. And the guy driving us was Nigerian, and he'd have this big blanket all covered up. You know, it's like my, well, I won't say anything about Nikki, but anyways. So he's all covered up, and we're like, ah, yes, bring it on. Well, I remember one night, it's hot. We're on the second floor of this place, and thank the Lord we've got this fan. And George and I are fighting over it, okay? Uh, I'm closer to George than I want to be because I want to be in front of the fan. No, just kidding. I made that up. So the fan's going. I'm still sweating. I'm in front of the fan. I'm still sweating. You know how it is? You get the sweat pile going on. You're laying in it. It's not good. All of a sudden, the generator goes down. Then we find out that they forgot to get gas for the generator. So there's no turning the fan back on. And the sweat just starts to roll from me. And I can remember in that moment, I'm like, Lord, I'm going to lose it. I'm going to just start, I'm going to walk out of this place and start walking down the street to go get gas. These Nigerians are going to freak out because, you know, they're worried about the crazy American. But Lord, I'm about to lose it. And I remember in that moment, like God just gave me grace and I just went to sleep and it was okay. I say that because of this. I have found God to be faithful wherever I'm at. Things that I don't think that I can endure. And he always just takes care of it. Let me give you another example. Some of you know this. So um, our family is growing, okay? We have someone that's um, uh, now living with us and is going to become part of our family. 
And um, when uh, this idea was first brought up like years ago, immediately, uh, I love the idea, okay? But here's what I don't like. I don't like, and this is going to sound crazy, I don't like anything that involves government. And I know I work for the government. Uh, because of all the bad stuff that you hear, right? You hear crazy stuff. And, and I, I, so years ago when, we, when the, this was first talked about, you know, I was like, okay, I'll do whatever God says. But in my heart, I was like, oh, that just, let me give you a, a, a reason why. Oh, I mean, there's, there's numerous, but, but just for instance, at one time, we talked about starting a daycare in our church, okay? So we had a government worker come in to kind of look the place over, see what they thought. Here's what we were told. Uh, first of all, kids could not come into this sanctuary because we have a wood ceiling, and that means it's a fire hazard. And so kids could never come in this dangerous sanctuary that you and I are sitting in right now. You didn't know the danger you were in. Somebody keep an eye on the ceiling. It could just go like that. And so we're told that they can't come in here. Okay. Then we're told that, oh, and all the folding chairs you have, oh, those are so dangerous. I mean, it could just cut your hand off and you wouldn't know it. So we'd have to get rid of all those. And we were told all this stuff that we're going to have to do is going to cost like $50,000. And again, you have to keep them out of here. And I'm just like... Sometimes when it comes to government and common sense, it, it's just like, it's, it's, it's not there. And so I was like, oh, you know, I'm all about loving people. I just don't want to have any more involvement with government than I have to do. So I was kind of like, hmm. Well, then Nikki and I, uh, a while back, went on a prayer retreat just the two of us, and, and we just, we took a day, and we just sought the Lord the entire day. And we said, God, we, we are open for whatever you want to do. And, you know, we had ideas of different ministries, you know, that aren't happening that could start and so on. And, and we didn't get any answers, but we were just like, God, we're, we're there for you. And then right after that, um, out of nowhere, someone asks, hey, would you want to give a home to someone. And <clears throat> in that moment, every step of the way, I sensed the Lord saying, yes. Now, here's the deal. I've still got all kinds of bad scenarios that I've heard about and so on. But I've got to choose not to sit around and think about those and just do what God calls me to do. Because so far what God has done is he's provided every step of the way. Every step of the way. What's tomorrow going to bring? I have no idea. You have no idea. And, and, and here's the deal. Your choices aren't going to save you from your fears. The only thing that can protect you is the Lord. Now, let me say this. Does that mean we don't prepare for things? No, absolutely not. Scripture talks about preparing, okay? I mean, um, I chop wood in the summer so that I can have it to burn in the winter. That's being prepared, okay? Not going out and chopping wood and saying, well, I'm just going to trust God to provide. You're lazy and you're dumb. That's not what we're talking about here, okay? 
But there's a difference. There's a difference between preparing. Okay, I go to work. Why do I go to work? To earn money, okay, to provide for my family. That's preparing. There's a big difference between that and sitting around and thinking about every negative scenario that could happen and then trying to prepare for it. Do you see what I'm saying? Now, this may freak some of you out. So in law enforcement, we're taught to be kind and polite, but have a plan to kill everyone you meet. <laughs> Why? <laughs> because you might have to, okay? But again, even with that, there's a big difference between being prepared, being alert to what's going on, and, and like freaking out and causing bad stuff to happen. Bad stuff to happen. For instance, I, I was riding my young horse last night. And, you know, he makes, he, he, he makes a, a mountain out of a molehill. You know, he sees a stick and it's like, ah, that could be a lion. It's going to get me. And so he starts dancing around and, you know, moving all around and ends up tripping and, you know, falling into something. And it's like, you know what? If you would just stay calm and wait till you actually encountered something bad, then not so many bad things would happen to you. Well, you know what? We do the same thing. That's what we do. We start dancing around because we see a stick and we think, oh, that could be a snake. Now, if you see a stick and you're not quite sure if it's a snake, okay, be prepared. Walk in slowly. Don't start dancing around and freaking out and falling over and then falling into a snake or something. You see what I'm saying? Trust the Lord to lead you through. I want to look at one more scripture in Matthew that talks about this same thing. Matthew 10, 19. It says this, When you are arrested, when you are arrested, bad things do happen, okay? Difficulties do happen. But it says this after it, Don't worry about how to respond or what to say. God will give you the right words at the right time. For it is not you who will be speaking. It will be the spirit of your father speaking through you. Now, once again, if you're not surrendered to the Lord, if you're not following the Lord, you're on your own. You don't have that. But if you are surrendered to the Lord, don't act like you don't have all the resources of heaven at your disposal. God loves you, and when you do what He's calling you to, because what He's talking to people here who are doing what they're called to do, they're being arrested because they're doing what they're called to do. And so He's saying to them, you're following the plan that I've called you to do, and you're going to encounter trials, and when you do, don't fret. Don't sit around and, oh no, what am I going to do? Trust the Lord to give that to you. It's so critical. Uh, let me give you a for instance, you know, in preaching. I mean, and sometimes I forget this, but I prepare. I, I mean, I, I spend time in the Word. I spend time with the Lord. I prepare. And as you're preparing, you think about how it's going to go. But here's what I've found. If I stand up here and I try to make this time go the way that I imagined it sometime before, you're thinking about lunch about two minutes in. It's dead. Nothing happens. <clears throat> because here's what's happening in that scenario. 
I've imagined something that I think is good. I'm going to try to create it and make it happen. It never works. It never works. This time is only alive when I simply trust the Lord to have his way in it. Does it mean I don't prepare? No, I prepare. But then I trust God with it. I don't try to force it this way because this is the way that avoids all of my fears and I think that this is going to bring the best outcome. Instead, I say, God, okay, you have your way. You, you ever get ready to speak to someone, okay? Maybe you don't speak to a crowd, but you're, you're getting ready to speak to someone and you've ran it through your head a million times. Has it ever gone the way that you imagined it? It like never does. Never. Like, you know, you're fully expecting them to be mad and then they're not or, you know, whatever it is. Or, or they're, they're actually concerned about something you didn't even think about and you thought they were going to be concerned about this over here. The point is, trust the Lord in the midst of it. So much of our worry is about timing. We're thinking about things that we're not called to in the moment. We're not walking through it. Trust God with your life. He's got it under control. Live the moment. Don't, don't think about all the, oh, well, what if this and how do I avoid that? You can't change it anyway. Jesus talks about this. How many of us have ever added a minute to our life by our worry? No one. No one. It's a choice. There's no condemnation. I've shared many examples for myself. I'm constantly tempted. But when you feel it rising... Stop. Say, whoa, wait a minute here. I'm going to take a different route. I'm going to let God have this because all of my thoughts in this are not going to bring a better outcome. What's going to bring the best outcome is trusting God with where you're at. I don't know what you're going through right now, but the principle still holds true. Trust God. Live right now. Don't let the enemy keep you back from things God's calling you into because you've got fears about it because there are tremendous blessings that God has for you if you will step in to what he's calling you today. Don't go out and step into things he's not calling you to. Don't, don't do that. Only the things that God's calling you to. If he's calling you, you'll know it. Step into it. Lord, thank you that we're not out here on our own, that you are a loving father <clears throat> And we are able to live life as carefree children when we trust you. Thank you that you choose to use us in what you're doing in this world. You choose to use us as your vessels. Thank you that you've given us Holy Spirit, Lord, um, so that, that we can just let you have your way in us. But Lord, it takes trust, it takes faith, and it's a daily battle because the enemy is whispering to us every day, reminding us of something we've heard about or something that we've seen and we've got fear. Lord, help us to walk the path that you have for us, Lord, because we know, we trust when your word says that you cause all things to work for the good of those who love you, Lord. We trust that that's true, and we love you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.